This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here. I am so excited to be back with you. So I have just returned home from a week-long vacation in Maui, Hawaii, which is literally paradise. Like, I love that place. My husband and I went there on our anniversary almost eight years ago, and it was my favorite place. And so we went back. And it's so funny because, you know, the whole time we were there, everyone kept asking, like, are you here celebrating anything? And we were like, we're just here celebrating life. It's not quite our anniversary. It's no one's birthday. And he had some business to take care of there. A conference he was attending with one of his mentors. And I went along with him and had the most gorgeous time. (laughs) There's no other way to describe what that place is like. We had a beach front property and our room was ocean view. So this is one of the things I absolutely love and adore about my husband. He does not care for the beach whatsoever, but he knows how much I love the beach and how important it is for me to just be able to wake up in the morning and look out of our window and see that gorgeous beach. And he gives that to me every time we travel. And this was no disappointment. Beautiful, beautiful. If you follow me on Facebook at all, you can see some of those pictures that I shared. And if you're on my email list, you probably have at least two emails from me that describe some pretty um, memorable situations on that trip that I think really, really apply to the work that I do, the work that you come here to listen about related to your marriage. So definitely check out my posts on Facebook and definitely check out the emails I sent last week, um, which is July, (laughs) depending on when you listen to this podcast. Um, So I'm really excited to be back on the way home. You know, you just sort of get back in the mindset of, all right, well, what are the things I need to take care of when I get home? And this podcast episode was top of the list for me after taking a nap because we did have one of those overnight flights and I am just a bit jet lagged, but excited enough to talk with you today about our topic, five marriage power tools that I woke up from my nap and here I am. So five marriage power tools. Why did I want to do this particular podcast episode? So I was doing some thinking about the work that I get to do with my clients. And I was just thinking about why the work we do is important and the things that everyone is learning, no matter 
where they are in their marriage, no matter what has happened in their marriage, I teach everyone some just foundational principles and foundational power tools that will help them turn around their marriage literally no matter where they are. These are the things, this is sort of like the internal work that everyone has to do in order to be happier and more fulfilled in their marriage. And so I wanted to share these tools with you because first of all, if you can master them, like your marriage is going to be amazing, literally. And I also wanted to, on the front end, just describe sort of the phases of improving your marriage and then how these specific power tools apply. So if you're in a place where your marriage is not what you want it to be, where you feel incredibly disconnected from your husband, you guys are not communicating, you are not feeling great about being married to him, he's probably not feeling great about being married to you, there's a lot of things that you are wanting in your marriage that you don't actually have, or there are many things you have in your marriage that you actually don't want to be a part of your marriage. Um, and so when it comes to improving things, I think your goal should really be focused on three specific phases of that improvement process. And then I'm going to show you how these power tools can help you do that. So the first phase, honestly, is just reducing arguments and reducing tension. So I know for some of you that tension in your marriage doesn't look like an all out angry conversation that you may not be the type to sort of scream and yell and you know say awful things to each other but that there's tension that you don't really feel comfortable around him he doesn't really feel comfortable around you and you have these points of conflict and friction where maybe instead of arguing about it you just withdraw and you become incredibly apathetic and indifferent and you sort of go your way doing your thing and he goes his way doing his um, and for some others of you you do have active arguments like you're in active conflict where you're debating you're trying to share your perspective on something he's trying to share his perspective on something neither one of you are letting up because you both have this desire to get the other person to understand you both have this desire to be right to prove your point to get the other person to see things your way and so you may be in active conflict and so in either case whether it's sort of the subtle withdrawal and apathy or the active conflict your first goal is to reduce all of that <laughs> right like to get that down to a low low simmer right if it's like cooking up and heating up the problems in your marriage you want to turn that knob down you want to turn that way of interacting down and you want to get it to a very manageable sort of non-issue level so that would be the first thing. The second thing is really rebuilding a friendship. So over the years, over time, disappointment after disappointment, the friendship that you guys once had is probably not there anymore. It's probably not as strong as it was, that you don't look to your husband as someone that you think of initially to come talk to or to spend your time with. And that friendship is sort of not 
present, right? You don't feel the friendship. He doesn't feel the friendship. And so you want to really focus on just rebuilding a friendship. And I know that that's a weird thing to think about when you're married to someone. Like, why am I focusing on just being friends? Like, we have kids together, (laughs) right? But it's super important. And the reason is because you have to think about all the things you did before to build the relationship that ultimately led to a marriage. And that always started with friendship. That already always started with just regular conversation about your day and things you like and things you're passionate about. And so it's really important that you begin to take a step back and just focus on like, let's just be friends right now. Let's suspend some of these expectations. Let's just start over and build a new, even within the context of being still a couple right now. And then the third phase is I think the point where we as women feel it the most and it hurts the most. And that is when you don't have intimacy in the marriage. And intimacy is, of course, physical intimacy. But I think for us as women, what's most important to us is that emotional intimacy, that feeling of knowing that you can go to your husband and he has your back, that he cares, that he supports you, that he's a team member with you, um, and that he's someone that you can really depend on in your time of need, someone who will lift you up, someone that will encourage you. And so that is sort of the last piece that you want to build back up and create in your marriage is emotional intimacy, which comes by way of emotional safety, meaning you can be vulnerable with him and not fear rejection or judgment or criticism. And likewise, he can come to you and not experience those things that you are both a safe place for each other. And, you know, communicating with each other feels safe. That's emotional intimacy. So those are the outcomes that you want to look for in your journey to improving your marriage, right? Reducing the tension and arguments, rebuilding a friendship, and creating emotional, and what comes with that is physical intimacy as well. So how do you do that? Oh my goodness, I'm so glad you asked because that is the rest of our time together. (laughs) It's talking about these five marriage power tools And the first one that I'll share with you is self-awareness. Self-awareness is one of those skills that if you can master it, everything about how you experience your life can change. And so self-awareness is really the ability to, one, be an observer of yourself where you can sort of have this outside perspective of what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're doing as you interact with your husband. It's almost like you're on your own shoulder watching yourself and being aware of how when you say certain things, when you do certain things, when you respond in certain ways, the impact that has on him. And all of us have these blind spots that we just don't know what we don't know about ourselves. And it's funny because I was talking with a woman the other day who had remarked to me that um, her husband just did not want to talk to her at all. He was saying to her how, like, just the fact that she was talking to him was annoying him. He would do everything he could to avoid 
being in her presence and speaking with her. And what I noticed in this conversation with her, and she wasn't a client, she was just someone who was potentially interested in hiring me. But what I noticed was that the problem as she saw it was the fact that he didn't want to talk to her, the fact that he was avoiding her. And she didn't yet have the skill of self-awareness to even ask herself the question like, well, what have I done or what am I doing that has led him to not want to be around me? Like someone doesn't go from wanting you to be their wife to not even wanting to be in your presence and you've done nothing, right? I want you to hear me on that because a lot of times we just point the finger at what the husband is doing and we don't look at how we contributed to being an undesirable person for him to be around. And so self-awareness is the ability to see that, the ability to call it out, to know like, guess what? I'm impatient. Guess what? I'm critical. Guess what? I'm negative, right? Guess what? I have all these expectations and I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and I push him to do things that maybe he doesn't really want to do, right? Self-awareness is seeing that about yourself and calling it out, The other side of self-awareness is just knowing yourself at a deep, deep level that you know your own biases, you know your own issues, you know your own voids that were created over time in your life that are now showing up in your marriage. I was speaking with another woman who had really great self-awareness. She was thinking about some childhood experiences, some childhood traumas, and how she knows that having gone through those experiences causes her to look at life from a lens of rejection, from a lens of abandonment, from a lens of feeling like people weren't there to take care of her that should have been there. And so when it comes to interacting with her husband, she is able to see how that imprint on herself from those early childhood experiences is still very active and at play with how she perceives some of the things that her husband does. And so self-awareness is so critical because once you have that insight, you stop getting angry at the wrong things. Point blank. You know that when your husband does X, right? It's not really about X. You know that it's about you. You know that it's about how you just see everything he does. And so when you have that insight and you're able to stop getting upset about the wrong things, the conflict immediately dissipates. The tension is immediately reduced because instead of you know complaining to him or criticizing him, you look inward for the solution. And the conversation doesn't even need to happen with him. It becomes a conversation with yourself. It becomes a talking to to yourself, which preserves that bond, which preserves that connection with him. And so this is really, really important. If you don't have the ability to always be able to see how you contribute to something, if you don't have the ability to know without a shadow of a doubt what your lens is, what your imprint is for how you view the world, how you view your husband and your interactions, then you're just going to stay stuck 
getting upset about the wrong thing and never getting the solution that you need. Okay, that's number one. Number two is the power tool of a fresh perspective, right? Just a new way of looking at things. I can't tell you how many times I just literally get giddy in my heart (laughs) when I'm working with my clients and they say to me, wow, I never thought about it that way. I never thought about it that way. I would have never seen it the way you just explained it. And as a coach, that is extremely rewarding for me. But even more than the satisfaction I get out of being good at what I do or great at what I do, I get excited for what this new insight means for them and how they approach their issues. It is a gift that I get to give my clients where they now see something in a completely different way than they would have ever seen it before, than they had ever even been thinking about it for months and years even. Issues immediately crumble, right? Because again, just like self-awareness, having the ability to have a fresh perspective lasers in on what's really the problem. And so, so many couples get in this spin cycle of trying to get things moving and progressing and getting over their issues, but they're focusing on the wrong problem. It's almost like trying to get a tire fixed on your car when the engine is out. It's not gonna go where you want it to go. It's not gonna make the progress that you want it to make because you're focusing on the wrong problem. And so when you have a fresh perspective, when you are able to look at things in a completely new way, you uncover completely new solutions and strategies for dealing with your issues that you never knew even existed. Literally. And so what I want to just tell you is that if you and your husband are stuck and you keep having the same argument and you keep getting upset at the same things, the only thing that really needs to change in order for that not to be a problem for you is your perspective. You need a different seat at the table of this issue. Period. And again, that's where blind spots come up because you may be thinking now, well, how can I see this differently? What else am I missing, right? And sometimes we just have blind spots that we don't even know what we don't know. Sometimes you just need someone to point it out who's not as emotionally attached and invested and bruised and traumatized by whatever it is you have personally experienced. You just need an outside perspective to come in with a fresh set of eyes and say, well, wait, I see it this way. What do you think? I had never thought about it that way before. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're onto something, right? And then you go to work to solving the real problem. Power tool number three, emotional management techniques. I can't tell you, again, 
know, whenever people reach out to me and they want to hire me or have a conversation about hiring me as a coach, they fill out a questionnaire and I just ask them, I'm like, what would you like to achieve together? If we were to work together, what are some of the things you would like to see different for yourself? And by far, the most common answer is I want to be able to manage my emotions. I'm tired of getting upset. I'm tired of flipping out over everything. I'm tired of getting upset and disappointed over the same things over and over again. I want to be able to manage my emotions. And so it's great that that is a desire. Mastering the skill and having emotional management as a power tool in your marriage is even better, right? So when I talk about emotional management techniques, What's really important there is that you be able to really know what actually causes you to get upset in the first place. Again, what is the real problem? Is the real problem that your husband is not home as much to help out as you would like him to be? Is the real problem that your husband is not affectionate or complimentary to you is the problem that your husband doesn't really talk to you much or doesn't communicate things that you need to know or is the problem your thoughts about it is the reason that you are upset because you feel like he's in the wrong and it shouldn't be that way and you know he's messing everything up right So when you understand that any emotion that you feel is a direct result of your thinking, not the external circumstance, but the emotions you feel are a direct result of the thoughts you have, your thinking, your beliefs, your opinions, then you have a direct line to how to feel different. And so I teach emotional management techniques, which are really a lot of times just mindset techniques. We go through a process of jotting down all your thoughts about it, right? So there's a circumstance that happens. There's something your husband does, something he says, and then you have a thought about it. He's wrong. I can't believe he did that. He shouldn't have done that. He should do that, right? And then from that thought comes the emotion, frustration, disappointment, aggravation, annoyance, whatever the case may be. And so part of the emotional management is challenging that thought that's triggering that next negative emotion. And, you know, I take my clients through this emotional de-escalation exercise where we start out at the top and usually anger (laughs) is the top emotion that most of us are conscious of and that we feel and we just process all the things we're angry about in our marriage all the things our husband isn't doing all the things he said wrong and we access anger because it's already there right your anger is driving you in the first place And then we move our way down the emotional scale and we end up in a place of love and desire. 
thinking more about what is it that you would love to happen? What is it that you would love to see take place? And just this process of using the tool that I teach and having some focused time on consciously shifting your thinking and accessing new thoughts to de-escalate your emotions is like magic. It's not magic, but it feels like it. Like, how did I go from feeling so angry about this to feeling so at peace? It's amazing, guys. It's like when I discovered it and started using it for myself, I was like, I have to teach this to all of my clients. Like everybody is going to master this. And it works. It works. Okay. And so being able to have emotional management just enables you to keep your calm in trigger situations, which again is going to reduce the tension and reduce the arguments. And it's going to rebuild friendship, right? Like who wants to be friends with someone that's constantly mad? was constantly upset with them. Nobody. You're going to stay away from that person as much as you can. Okay? So when you have the mastery of your emotions, you stop creating barriers to the connection with your husband. The fourth thing is renegotiation of expectations. That is the fourth power tool. And the reason that is so important is because the biggest issue, you know, you're probably experiencing with your husband is that you expect him to be, do or say certain things that he's just not being, doing and saying, period. He's not living up to the expectations that you had of him. Your marriage is not living up to the expectations that you had. And so a lot of times what happens when people stay in a constant state of frustration, it's because they have not changed their expectations. They are still expecting the same thing, but setting themselves up to be disappointed again and again and again and again. And, you know, what if you just relaxed those expectations? What if you just threw them out of the window and stopped? beating your head up against the wall because they're not happening. So I'll even tell you a personal story that happened this week on vacation. So I am naturally prone to be a little bit more sensitive and like emotional support is very important to me. So, you know, while we were away, I, you know, got a piece of disappointing news about something I was working on. And, you know, I shared it with my husband. And I was quite upset at the moment. And, you know, I just kind of excused myself. I was like, you know what? Like, let me just go collect my thoughts. Let me go journal. (laughs) Let me go de-escalate my emotions on this issue. And I went on about my business to, like, manage that situation myself emotionally. And there was a time not too long ago, where I would have just really been upset that my husband, like, didn't give me a hug, didn't, like, come like, oh, baby, what's wrong? Like, oh, don't worry about that. Like, everything's going to be okay, right? Like, all the things we want as women, right? All the stuff you see on, like, those Hallmark Channel and Lifetime movies where the male is just, like, so doting and so emotionally intelligent and, like, saying the exact thing the woman needs to hear in her time of distress, And so that's not my husband's 
temperament and inclination at all. Uh, or it has not been in the past. I'll say it that way. And so, you know, like, it was probably the next day he had been doing his own, like, reflection. And he comes back to me. And he's like, you know what? He's like, I just want to apologize to you. I want to apologize that when you shared with me what happened, that I wasn't more sensitive to what was happening for you. And I'm going to do better. It just came out of the blue, right? And here's why I think that happened. Because I had no expectation of him being any different than the way he was being. I wasn't upset that he didn't say what I wanted him to say. Like, I was totally fine with it because I had learned to self-soothe, right? Which is another power tool I probably should have included on this list. Um, I had learned to self-soothe. And I didn't need him to be anything else than what he was in that moment for me. And by not having that expectation as a burden that I'm placing on him, he got to create it for himself. And so when I say we need to renegotiate expectations, it's not from a place of like, you need to lower your standards and you need to just accept any old thing. But what I mean is you just allow your spouse to be exactly how they are. And in that, when you release them from needing to do or say certain things because that's what you want, they then get to want it for themselves. And there is nothing better than having your husband show up in a way that you deeply desire and he's done so 100% on his own without you criticizing, without you needing to request, without you nudging, without you giving any hints whatsoever. It is the best feeling to just allow him to rise up to the occasion because he wants to rise up to the occasion. And it requires a lot of you, right, to be willing to let go of those expectations. It's not an easy thing, and I'm not going to pretend that it is. But when you can master it, when you can self-soothe, when you can just allow him to be as he is, it is the most incredible gift that you get back for yourself. Okay? And then the last power tool is communication techniques. (laughs) And I put it last because the funny thing is, you know, a lot of people come to me with communication issues and they're like, I just need to learn how to say things so that he will understand and that he listens and that he responds. And so communication techniques only work when you have mastered the other things. When you are self-aware, when you have a fresh perspective, when you have emotional management, and when you can renegotiate your expectations. Because then using the appropriate communication techniques is just the natural state of things. And the most important communication, excuse me, the most important communication technique is pausing. Period that 
when we are communicating, especially when it's a sensitive or touchy topic, we just don't pause. We're not listening. We are not understanding the other person's perspective. We are just going, 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 going. We react immediately. And so pausing when you are upset, when you're in the middle of a conversation that is challenging, is the most important communication technique that you can whip out. Pause. And I'm not going to go into all of the details why that is, but I will say that when you are going, 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 and you don't give yourself the opportunity to pause in a conversation, you are operating out of what is called your primitive or instinctual brain. That is the fight, flight, or flee part of your brain. And that is not where rational thought comes from. And so when you pause, you give time for the rational, higher um, cerebral cortex of your brain to take over, right? But if you're always going, 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 you're not even giving your higher thinking a chance to like come into the conversation. And so pausing enables you to do that, enables you to deescalate a tense conversation so that you don't get into a heated argument that just goes and goes and goes, right? When you pause, you can enter a conversation or engage in a conversation in a much softer tone, calm demeanor, and open-mindedness. And so pause. Just pause. Okay? So those are the power tools. Those are five power tools. Honestly, there's probably 20 power tools (laughs) that you really need. But these are the ones that came to mind as like, if you can get these first five down, you will see your marriage do like a complete 180. So again, for review, they are self-awareness, fresh perspective, emotional management, renegotiation of expectations, and communication techniques. So listen, if you heard this and you were like, I really need some help with one of those tools or all of these tools, I want to just let you know, like, that's what I do. (laughs) I love doing this podcast. I love sending you emails. But the majority of my work is working with people one on one to master these things. And we go in. I, you know, have deep conversations with all of my clients. I really am able to sort of assess where they are on these particular um, mastery skills. And I just move them along. I meet them right where they are. And I just move them along the continuum to a place of mastery where these things are just second nature. And as a result, their marriage just feels easier. There's no more uphill battles. They're communicating better. Their husbands are communicating with them and wanting to spend time together. They're looking at each other. They're touching each other. They are just having a much, much better experience in the marriage. So if that's you and you're like, Siobhan, maybe you can help me with these things or Siobhan, I want your help with these things, then definitely reach out. I do have a few spots open for one-on-one coaching. 
where we'll just talk. We'll hop on the phone together. You'll tell me everything that's going on. I'll tell you everything I think about it. And then I'll chart a pathway forward for you. I'll tell you, this is exactly what you need to do to create what you really want. And then you'll decide if I'm a good fit for you. I'll decide if you're a good fit for me. And you'll have your next step. Simple as that. So if that's you, if you are looking for my professional help and want to get on the phone with me to talk about how we might work together to master these five power tools, I would love to speak with you. I will link in the show notes how to do that. Um, And I look forward to talking with you. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Mahalo. That's what they say in Hawaii. It's like a closing greeting. Took us the whole week to figure out what it was. We should have just Googled it on the first day. But mahalo. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I am back to be happy to be back on mainland. And um, I hope this episode has been helpful for you. Really take a good look at where you are on some of these power tools and just make a commitment to do better. All right. I'll be back with you next week. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.